0: You know, we've always been a church that's wanted to go strive for more than what we probably are capable of doing for our, our size and stature as a church and um, that's been a signature of our journey really and so um, one easy way of kind of tracking our journey is to think about some of the different spaces that we've inhabited and so we're going to sort of talk, go through that a little bit and just reflect on some of that um, one of the things I am conscious of is that you know, we're kind of, we're 10 years old and um, in double digits, you know, and I don't know about how you felt when you turned 10, some of you can remember, some of some of you can't. Um, Ken Willis is not here, is he? Um, um, Paul Veal then would be the next, no, no, uh, Chris Brown, <laughs> uh, can you remember that far back? But no, um, you know, when, when you... Um, when you turned 10, it, it felt significant, didn't it? Because you had two digits in your age and stuff like that. And um, there is that sense of like maturity and um, becoming something new and stuff like that. But what I wouldn't want us to think is that we've arrived, okay? I wouldn't want us to think, oh, phew, we could take a breath now, you know, after 10 years. Um, this is just the start. This is just the start. You know, when when we stand next to our. Anglican brothers and sisters and our Methodist brothers and sisters and our Baptist mothers and uh, brothers and sisters mothers <laughs> they might be you never know but when we when we stand alongside those guys we're babies aren't we uh, and there's still so much for us to do they let me speak in an Anglican church last week can you believe um, that must have something to do with turning 10 as well but um we've got some slides have we not They are key to this happening. Yes, please. Um, No, we'll leave the video for now. We'll play that at the end. Just get to the next one, I reckon. They are really good. Uh, (laughs) 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 There is the second slide. Yay, yay, cool. And and so we just thought we would talk quite candidly about this last 10 years. Um, do you want to take over? Mm-hmm.
1: I'll do this bit and Steve can fill in. Um, I was told I've got to be brief, so I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay, so first of all, uh, if we go to the first slide, 2004. I believe the slide says I'd just like to say that is actually a lie because it was October 2003 but for the sake of the typo we'll go with 2004 Um, so we'd sold our house um, and found somewhere to live in Northampton Um, and at that time we were gathering our first small group together in 2004 we were all like really excited at that time it was all new it was all fresh Um, And, you know, it felt like we were on the up, but... um things actually didn't work out that well. <laughs> Not the way we thought they would. We thought, God's moved us here. We're doing what God's doing. We've gone. And, um, and it kind of went, way. Um, so <laughs> we couldn't get jobs. Um, we'd been trying to have children for a while. That wasn't happening. Um, and, you know, we just felt an immense sense of pressure on that. And um Then the people that were kind of here with us in that beginning moment then kind of went away. So we went from like 12 to 5 quite quickly. We grew in the wrong direction and we began to think that 2004 was the year God had sacked us. (laughs) Um, Obviously that isn't the case. (laughs) Um, But actually we began to have a season where we realised God was actually growing us before he was kind of laying the foundation of the church and we went through just a a huge amount of almost like um, the picture someone gave us at the time was someone completely stripping back a car and then having to like painstakingly like clean that car and then put it all back together. Now I'm no car person but I can just about put petrol in. Um, So that took a while (laughs) that season um, before God could take us on to the next stage and we took a break over summer 2005, that isn't up there is it, and um, just along with Mike and Kate, Mia, Rachel had just been born, and Jack. <laughs> um, we met in their living room and decided we were going to do this. We wanted to do this. Um, do you want to say some more to that?
0: This is where we should have had two microphones. Um, but that was, that was a really kind of intense season. I think um, we were. I was reflecting on this last week. And and just this just this whole this whole journey for us was was really about God. Just you know, the the word I had given to me was that God wanted to plant us before He planted the church, and um, that was hard. That was really really hard because you know there was there was stuff in me as a twenty what, how old did you say I was twelve year old <laughs> um, that needed dealing with. You know what I mean? And some of you are thinking there's still stuff, Steve. Um, <laughs> But there was there was stuff there that, you know, what unless God dealt with it, we'd never be where we are now, you know. And someone someone said to me re- recently, was 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 all that worth it, you know? All that we had a really intense year and just really difficult year. The other thing was we were burgled twice, which was um, interesting. Um, and you know, just just that whole whole season was it worth it and. I, I I guess I can only look to the fruit of that now. You know, there's there's all you lot. That's that's yeah, pretty much. That was worth it. You know? um, but you know, there's the the hundreds of people and thousands of people that we serve each year as a church. You know, those that would go without if we didn't exist, and and the opportunities that we have to influence our culture and um, be part of the redemptive history of our town. I think that. That was worth a little bit of my suffering for, if that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Yes, and my long suffering. Um, <laughs> so yeah. So over the um, summer of two thousand and five, we um, we all kind of began to um, dream of what God was doing in the next stage of us as Central Vineyard. Had we called ourselves Central Vineyard at that point? We had, yeah, because we are the centre. Um, and um, so as we decided. Uh, on that we'd kind of took lots of advice in this season when we were off we didn't just sit at home and you know drink coffee um well, we did that as well but um you know we took some really good advice and we got lots of words lots of pictures kind of just you know of God saying I haven't sacked you you really need to do this and you need to press in and one of the things that um happened during that stage is we just looked at some of our strengths um, as a couple and the strengths that God had given us and we decided um, to fast forward to 2006 that we were going to do church different. So the model um, of church was that you just have lots of small groups and you go small groups and then once you've got like five or six small groups you then start doing Sunday services where we just decided to go inside out and we decided we were just gonna the five of us um, go for church and just do it (laughs) you might think that is crazy turning up on a Sunday morning um, and just doing church Um, so what we did is we set a date uh, February 2006, and we hired the Cineworld Cinema Cafe, which wasn't Starbucks then, um, and um, one of the screens, um, and we just put the word out. We spoke to lots of of our friends in different vineyards in the area, and we we rented a crowd. We just need you to come, because we're not sure how this is going to go. And so they came, and to our surprise, people kept coming. So that's us at at first Sunday, wasn't it, at the top. um, speaking, So that went really well. And what we saw was that people came and they stayed and they came and they stayed and we kind of our renter crowd um, went away at that point (laughs) and we were left with um, a small gathering of people Um, but we actually it was really expensive to meet there it was kind of a good first open space for people to come and check us out but it was really expensive to be there so do you want to say anything else?
0: Um, I remember remember on our first Sunday because Basically, if you know this cinema, this cafe is just like open. You know, it's like a mezzanine floor, it's open. And we managed to talk the cinema into turning off the background music so we could use the cafe, I could speak and stuff like that. But people still wanted to use the cafe. And so the the manager, who was a liberal Jew, whatever one of those is, um he he basically got customers to come up. And so I remember on our first Sunday there was just like different customers going to see movies, but first of all going to church, which was fun. Um, you know, lulled into a full sense of security and then there's this guy on a stool talking to you. But um yeah, so that was that was then. Shall I say about it? click? Click. And then we moved to Camp Hill Community Centre. Anyone know where that is? Precisely. Um <laughs> Uh, uh, Suffice to say, it wasn't a growing season for us. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a very nice place to be, but it's in the corner of Northampton and no one knows where it is. Um, And so we'll just skip over that. Click. Learn Today. So September 2008. Yeah, so we moved to Learn Today Language School, which is an old shoe factory at the bottom of the mounts.
1: Yeah. Um, So this is... This is the point at which we started to see, um, yeah, to gather students. So the minute we moved, it just seemed to open new doors. uh, And I think that was because it was more of a a location that was easy to get to, really. Um, And it's also, so we saw students come, and the church began to grow numerically. And into 2009, this is where the Northampton Food Bank was birthed. Um, so c- compassion has always been something that's on our hearts from day one. It's something that Vineyard was known for. One of the very first phone calls we had was from someone saying, Oh, I'm really in need of help. And my friend in St Albans told me I needed to find a vineyard. You know, And right in that moment, we knew that you know, this isn't just... Um, a legacy for us this is a legacy for the movement that we wanted to um carry on and when we planted the church in Daventry we'd done lots of stuff working there um in the social services so we just wanted to continue that and I actually had a dream one night I used, you know just praying visionally and I had a dream that um I was opening up um, like a corner shop and there was like lots of food in the corner shop and there was a queue around the block of people and um, there was this little Asian lady in the shop, sorry Sam, it's there was this little Asian lady in the shop, you know, getting people to come in and fill up their bags with food and they could just take it away for free and um, that was the point... um, Sam, <laughs> actually, I didn't. I don't think. Obviously, you've been coming since the cinema, but I didn't really have connection with you then. But uh, Sam approached us about collecting food at church, and it was just that dream, that vision, just coming to life. Um, and it was kind of that's exactly what we need to do. And the food collection grew in Sam's house back bedroom.
0: Yeah. So the the food. Um, so we collected food. I think I think didn't we like used to help like maybe two people a week, two people a week. And then last year we fed like nine thousand people, um, which is just crazy. You know, I think when we when Sam said let's do do this food bank thing, I don't think we any of us ever dreamed it would be this thing that you know employs different members of staff and takes all this all these different things to run and make happen you know it's just it's just crazy isn't it the smallest seed can grow into, into something amazing and you know so that and and so we hijacked Sam's spare bedroom for the longest time um and then it came to our garage and then our next door neighbors um I don't know why I don't know if they're hippies or something but they had mice and they decided to catch them humanely um and then let them go uh, and those mice invaded the food bank. Don't tell anyone we gave food to. Um, um but then yes. So we did we did. We had mice for a while. And and then we then we moved. But we'll get to that in a second. Yeah.
1: So during that time anyway at Learn today, the that began to grow, the church was growing, and we needed to get a bigger place. Um Needless to say, it was because we were growing, even though sometimes on a Sunday morning you'd look out the window and there were people weeing up the wall or doing other things that weren't so pleasant. So in March 2010, <laughs> we, <laughs> we moved um, up to Park Campus. Um, and first of all, we used part of Park Campus that was Sunday Management Suites. Um, and that was just some like a conference, a small conference centre that they run. And they were happy to have us for a while, I think. But then they realised that we were a church and we were noisy. Um, so <laughs> um, we moved over to the main campus. And when we were on the main campus at the university, we were in a small um, classroom type area. I can't remember the number of it but HLT3 there you go <laughs> and we kind of grew a bit more and we were like well you know we're going to we need to use the lecture theater over the way because that was the next biggest room even though that was massive um and then we used the room that we were meeting in for our children's ministry and then our children's ministry kept growing and we had to take on a second room for the children um but it was it was just getting really tight for space, so we were growing um, people, children, and whilst this was happening, the food bank had exploded, as Steve said, from Sam's house into our garage. Um, and then in July 2012, we rented our first office and food bank space, and on Freehold Street, currently where it is, but. If ever you've been to the office, the bit where Stephen's, um, mine and Esther's desk is the small room. That was the food bank bit, and the other little bit of the office was where um, the desks were. So it was quite small, quite small bit of space um, at that time. But for us, it was massive. <laughs> um, and then from then in Oct, did you want? To- did you want to say the story about that? Can you tell the
0: story okay. about that. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, she's running out of time. Um, but, you know, yeah, so as you say, we moved into what we call affectionately call the hub. And uh, that was a really big step. You know, I'm thinking about us raising all these money to buy a building. We needed £4,000 for this this place. And um, that felt like a really, really big step of faith. And uh, crazy, crazy. But, yeah, and I remember we spoke to you guys as a church and said, oh, you know, this we could rent a space like this. And um, you know, wouldn't it be great? And we just need to raise four thousand pounds. And um, and unbeknownst to me, in the offering that morning, we'd received a gift, a, a fairly large donation, about two thousand pounds. And that was even before I'd mentioned this. I hadn't even had a chance to bribe anybody. But um, and and so Tammy, Tammy went and did the banking on the Monday. And um, as she was walking back from the bank, she just said, "Okay, Lord." You know, we think this is you, if this is you, we just need that other two grand. And um literally she got home, the postman had been, and another vineyard church had sent us a cheque for two thousand pounds saying this is for your compassion ministry. Um and so we kind of felt that was the Lord, you know. Um and that and that was really the the, the start of what goes goes on there. So yeah.
1: and then in does it go to October two thousand and twelve? That's when this thing that we know of called Restore Northampton was born. And from that point, there were lots of things going on in the church at the time that we just wanted to um, bring under one umbrella, um, different compassion ministries that were happening. So then that's when what we know as Restore Northampton was born. And from there went to open further food bank distribution points all over the town. So that was a real kind of growth year for us in 2012.
0: And, and you know, the emphasis of that was um, was that the council, the county council, gave us fifty thousand pounds. And it's, it's it's to my detriment, but I nearly told this woman to go away. I didn't want to speak to her. You know, she was one of these people like, "Can I come and speak to you?" And I was like, "No, not really." Um, uh, but she did. She came straight to us, and she gave us she gave us fifty thousand pounds. And so, yeah, we ended up employing Anya and some other folks, and um, and restore happened. So yeah.
1: Then in January 2013, we moved from the university to a school just around the corner called All Saints School. Um, and that was mostly because we just needed more room for the children's ministry. And, and as we moved, that seemed to grow even rapidly. We we went from like 35 to 60 children in in under a year. And um, so God was growing the compassion ministries and the children's ministries, and we needed to do something. <laughs> it was a year of knowing that God was 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 doing this, and we needed to kind of almost get a grip and go, okay, God, what are you doing? How are we going to do it? And we needed um, to put... So- we went through a stage of having to just put in so much structure um, for ourselves and for the church. This is all the boring stuff, but... Um, sorry yes and that was yeah. sorry do you want to talk about that <laughs> that was the year steve went full time <laughs> um so yeah and then 2014 continued on its growth pattern um leading us into 2015
0: and so 2015 we we landed here and um, you know, one one of the significant things about this journey that we've gone, which has been a fairly nomadic journey as a church. You know, we've gone from pillar to post and different places. And I'm sure some of you have just like, you know, you got used to one space and then we've moved. Um, but you know, um it's 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 always been strategic. You know, we've we've I remember moving into this place and thinking, oh man, we're gonna rattle. Uh, we're gonna rattle about. And um And now now we fill this space on a a Sunday morning, and God's God's done some amazing things. And so, you know, those those little steps that we've made have always just been the the right steps at the right time. I just want to try a little experiment. If you were at the cinema, why don't you stand up? If you were with us at the cinema. (laughs) Give them a round of applause. Um, Okay, stay, stay standing, stay standing. So if you, were, if you were at Learn Today, anybody from Learn Today? Learn Today? Give them a round of applause too. Whoa. And then if you joined us at Suddenly Management Centre or the university in any capacity, why don't you give them a round of applause? Yeah. Anybody join us at All Saints? All Saints? Oh, more round of applause. You'll have to applaud yourself. And um, what about if you joined us here? If this is the only place you knew, why don't you, why don't you stand to? Well done. Well done, guys. So as you can see, we've all been on this journey together. Uh, this is something that we've all uh, experienced uh, along the way. So it's, it's, it's been a... Thank you, darling. Thank you um, it's been a, it's been a great journey. But as I say, just, um, just because we've arrived at the age of 10 doesn't mean to say things are, that's it, we've, we've arrived, it's, um, it's all honky dory Um, there's, there's so much more for us, there's, that God wants to do so much more, and God wants to do so much more in our midst. You know, the number 10 is a, it's a, it's a strange number isn't it because you don't know if it it ends one sequence of number, numbers or begins another um but it is that kind of that number that kind of sets us up for the next the next season and so we're really looking forward to what's ahead and so i thought i'd just give you a quick update uh on a couple of things i wanted to give you an update on where things are with the process of us buying a building and um then i wanted to talk about some other things Uh, related to church planting so um, hopefully you've been receiving some of our updates if you haven't then do get on our mailing list and we'll make sure you're kept up to date Um, but our building uh, it's in process we are still awaiting a planning decision and so the the consultation period for planning is now over and so no one can object anymore um, and no one can say anything or anything like that it 's just left in the hands of the planners to make a decision, and so they 've got until the fourth of March to tell us whether they 're going to give us planning permission um, so we feel We feel quite optimistic about that we think we've we 've put forward a good case, and um you know we 've given them enough information for them to know what we 're doing there and 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 stuff like that uh, then this Thursday. Um, we're going to have the building valued, okay? And so the a surveyor is going to come and value the building. And so we would really value your prayers for that. You know, um, we think it's worth half a million pounds. It's just whether he does, okay? And and so we we really um, want to see God's favour on that. And then once it's valued, then the bank is ready to give us the money. And uh, and then I'm off. No. Um, <laughs> shouldn 't make jokes like that Steve. Uh, that 's what my wife 's telling me. Uh, um, no, but we should be able to exchange contracts and hopefully set a completion date, and so we could we could get my goal of May. Okay remember, remember Tammy said June, May. Um, and so just to let you know where we are financially, click. So we've raised £164,500. Um, and so that's a, a fairly significant money. That's including uh, reserves that we had and also money that's been pledged that's come in so far. Uh, so that's that's where we are in total. Um, if we click the next slide... Um, and then what, what are we going to be spending, just for the sake of transparency? We think we're going to spend about £12,500 um, on all the kind of legal and related costs to just moving into a building, which is just, just crazy, isn't it? It's just unbelievable. And then, of course, we're going to put a deposit down of 150000 leaving us with a mortgage of uh, £350,000. Um but it does mean that we 've still got some more money to raise, so click. I discovered this week that well a couple of weeks ago that chairs are really expensive, and so unless you want these chairs um because we 'll just take them with us no um unless you if you want something a little bit more comfortable, then we need to spend at least about forty five pounds forty five pound on a chair, okay. Um, which seems a lot of money for you to put your bum on, um, but apparently you want comfortable chairs. I never sit down on a Sunday, so I don't care really. But um, um, I would like to buy three hundred chairs, but two hundred and fifty chairs are going to cost us eleven and a half thousand pound. Okay, okay, just just putting it out there. Um, and so we we did put in a little appeal out this week, and we said, you know, why don't you consider buying a chair for you and for someone else? and if every single adult did that we would have like 300 and, oh no, 320 chairs okay so that's but that's one option so you could do that uh and then we need the rest of the money for you know the whole refurbishment and um uh and the kind of loose fittings and the labor costs you know we do want to pay some professionals to do things okay um and so we've estimated our initial moving costs would cost about 40 5,000 and that so happens to be the amount we need to raise okay um, so that's that's kind of where where things are at and so um, I just encourage you if you are still thinking about how you might give how you might want to contribute to the building then there is still plenty of time and um, please do come and speak to me or speak to one of the trustees and we'd love to tell you more fill you in on some more information is that okay Does everybody feel updated? Okay, click. Okay, the other thing that um, I want to talk about is this this thing called church planting. You know, we, as you know, we were a church plant. We we came here and um, gathered people and planted a church. It's kind of a weird phrase. It's not in the Bible, okay? Um, it's kind of a, phrase, a Christianese phrase, on, on, in some respects. Um, but church planting is something that is rooted in the DNA of who we are, not just as a church, but um, as a, as a movement of churches. And so, as Tammy and I have taken on some responsibility for the area, um, the vineyard area, the East Midlands area, you know, one of one of our roles in that is to to be actively part of stimulating and um and looking towards church growth and development for the movement and what what that means and and trying to help pastors in other local vineyard churches to think about church planting uh, and what that means and so in a couple of weeks time uh, we're going to have a church planting sunday and that's going to happen nationally all the vineyards are invited to partake in that, and we 're going to have some videos which are interviewing different church plants that are going on and stuff like that, but just to kind of stir the pot again for church planting and and seeing that as an integral part of of who we are um, but i I just wanted to kind of kind of really share with you a little bit of our hearts for for that you know um I really love church planting it's in fact. I prefer church planting to this, okay? I uh, I'm just being honest. It's this is organized and I'm not organized. Uh and this needs managing and I'm not always wired f- for that. Um but I really love uh church planting. I really love being around church planters and 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 hanging out with those guys. And I I always I always know when I'm not doing good because then I start fantasizing about going and planting a church. Some some people, you know, It's buying a sports car, Um, but when when I'm fit or something else, you know, um, when I'm feeling a bit down, it's like let's go and plant a church. Uh, Which just it's just ludicrous because planting church, you know, most church plants fail. Okay, (laughs) that's the reality, and um, you know it's it's hard work. There's it's a big it's a costly thing. It's something that costs a lot to plant a church. Um, but it's just, it's just the way I'm wired. We as a, as a leadership team did um, this thing called Strength Finders the other day. And um, my, my number one characteristic came out as visionary, apparently futurist. futurist. Um, um, but I realised that I do live in the future quite a bit. And I do dream about the future and, and what the future could look like. And so um, if we can click the slide again. So, we were a church plant here in northampton okay and um and then, if we click again um and I've just been asking myself this question: What would it look like if, for the next ten years uh we planted as many churches as we could within a thirty mile radius of here, you know not too ambitious but um what what would what would it look like for us to plant? Some churches in a thirty-mile radius of this place. So, if we if we click again, now there are other there are three other vineyards already in that in that radius. So we've got Coventry Vineyard, which was planted about fifteen years ago, uh, Daventry, which we planted by mistake about sixteen years ago, um, and. Um, Milton Keynes Vineyard—it's another story, and I'll tell you another time. Um, Milton Keynes Vineyard, which was replanted about uh, five about five years ago, and so um, you know there's that, there's those four churches already in operation. Um, but we just been, we've just been thinking about what would it look like to just think strategically about church planting. Just been thinking about it. Um, with the region that we're part of and 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 different things like that. And so we've just come up with like a very kind of simple plan and you'll see where this plan fits in in a moment. And so the first thing is we're thinking about planting we're thinking about planting click uh, and click again how might we do this? We're thinking about planting services. Okay? And so one of one of the things is what would it look like for us to Multiply what God has done in this place in another place in town, what would it look like and we 're going to talk about the evening service in a bit and so and so we we 're thinking about what it means to plant services and then click we're also thinking about what does it mean to plant sites and that's that 's kind of like a a, a new buzz thing that 's going on around uh, the church world at the moment, but this idea of planting. Sites of one church in another location. So it, it's not like an autonomous church, it's just um, this church in another place. And so we, we, one of the things I've just been thinking about, what would it look like for us to do that in some towns that are less than 50,000 in their population? So maybe they would struggle to sustain a church, but actually they could function as a site. So that's another strategy that we're thinking about. Um, click... Um, the other is is that we just do church planting like we've always done, and a mother church gives birth to a daughter church. And again, we might send some people out. Some of you in this room might get the bug, you know, in a in a positive sense. You know, you you might get that church planting bug. You know, generally church planters are the people who get grumpy at their senior pastors because they can do it better than them, and so then you send them out to plant a church. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, if you're grumpy at me, watch out. Um, um, but we could send out daughter churches. You know, we could uh, see daughter churches planted in some larger towns around here, and then click. And we could also think about partnerships. And and so, one of the things that I've been doing as an area leader is just chatting with some of the other vineyard churches and saying, "Okay, where could we partner with you?" to see a church planted in Rugby? Or where could we partner with you to see a church planted in Bedford or, or Buckingham or, or, or wherever? You know, none of these are prophetic, by the way, okay? God hasn't spoken to us about any of these places. It's just kind of a visual way of trying to capture what it is we feel like the Lord might be doing. Um, but all that's to say is, is that when we think about the next ten years... When we think about what's installed, this is going to play a big part of our journey, and that's why arriving in a building of our own really has no significance on the bigger picture. You know, when we when we move into this building in in uh, May, um, it's really it's really going to be no different to us moving into somewhere else. The only difference is, is we get to choose the colour of the walls, we have to buy the seats, but we don't have to share the facility with school kids, okay, that's, but that's all the difference is. It's still just a tour and a strategic move for the next chapter and actually, when I think about the future, when I think about the things that God has got for us, actually I think some of this is probably part of the bigger picture, that we want to see we want to see services planted, we want to see sites planted, we want to see churches planted, and we want to partner with as many people as we can uh, to see to see that happen. And, and, and so um, really this is the start of a new season for us. You know we celebrate all that's gone on, we celebrate uh, the journey that God has placed us on, but actually, our future's bigger uh, than what we can possibly imagine. Uh, our future is bigger than perhaps we can even begin to dream of, and 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 so um, a big part of that is this thing called church planting and being part of that process. And so, as you probably figured, we're launching an evening service next week, and uh, we kind of timed it. If you click, we've timed it for on purpose. Okay, it's not a haphazard thing. We haven't gone. Let's pick a day it's on purpose that we we do really want to commit ourselves to this next part of the journey and this next part of the journey we think is expanding ourselves out and being part of um seeing god's kingdom come in other places uh in in and around us and so um um we we want to pray for the the guys who are going to be launching the uh evening service uh, it's going to be headed up by Tom and Ash and so they're going to take a lot of the strain <laughs> um, and a lot of responsibility for that. Why don't you guys come and we'll, we'll pray for you. And then we've, we've also got a team of people around them, and so we'd love to uh, pray for you guys too in a moment. Um, some of you um, will know Tom and Ash, some of you won't. Um, uh, they've, they've both lived in Northampton all their lives, I believe. Uh, suckers. Um, and uh, I, I met Tom a few years ago now. Uh, at the time, he was um, he was on the pastoral staff of another church, um, but just had a real urge in his heart and you know, to be involved in church planting. So much so that they planted a church, and uh, and so um, I, I managed to spend some time with Tom in Starbucks, and because um, that's what you do when you, you're a pastor—you spend time in Starbucks. But um, and and just kind of coach them a little bit from a distance and just um, help them kind of think about some of the things they were doing strategically. And and the more that we hung out, the more that we realized, this is stupid doing this on our own. Why don't we do this together? And so uh, about two years ago, um, independently of me, they felt God speak to them and tell them to kind of just close what they were doing and come and be part of here with the view of seeing something launched in the future and so that's that's what's happening these guys have come and uh faithfully come and served and be part of what we're doing here Uh, and now we're kind of releasing them to experiment a little bit go and play and see what happens and see what god what god's gonna do and um our hope is you know one one of the advantages about planting a service rather than a site or a church is we get to keep them okay um, they 're not going anywhere they 're not kind of leaving us or anything like that they 're just going to plant a service they 're going to plant another service in another location and and see what the lord does and and the sense is we 're going to be doing this a lot in the coming years okay we 're going to raise people up and send them out send them to go and do things. Some of you might be thinking some of you might be thinking uh how do I get involved with that okay the The first way you can get involved is just is do the basic things. Show up, serve, and give. Be part of the fabric of who we are. Um, The next is just take some opportunities to lead and to be involved in leading things. And then the third thing is to sign up for this thing called hub training, which some of you may have seen. But that is our national way of kind of training and developing church planters. And then once you've done all those things, then come and chat to us, okay? But that's kind of the process that we're... And the journey that we're going to go on and God's going to, I think, plant some seeds in different people as over the coming weeks and months and years. So we're going to lay hands on these guys. Maybe if the leaders, leadership team could come and um, pray with us.